Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this electric podcast. See what I did there, look? Electric podcasts. I guess so. It's it is ele- it's electronic. We do this digitally. So I, is that what you're talking? About? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm saying why are we recording this a day late? Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, because I didn't have electricity. <laughs> I think we warned about this like at the beginning of the year that I might at some point just lose electricity, and it managed to happen. At, like the worst time possible. Oh, why is it the worst time possible, Luke? Because uh, Fro is also in the hospital. So it was like ah. we, had, we had to set up a certain time to get you free to record uh, where you are. And then yeah. my power went out, even though we had already set up the time. So then we had to reset up a time yep. today. Uh, yep. it, it, I mean, it's fine, I guess. Um... It was just a little bit of a hassle. It's okay. It was just a crazy yeah. windstorm two nights ago, and it knocked out the power for, like, a lot of places here in Oregon, so. Yeah, I had the week of my life. I mean, I, I, I can't think of anybody that have had a better week than me this week. Oh, wait, I can? <laughs> no, I, I'm in all honesty, I'm, I'm okay. I, uh... It was shit when it happened. I mean, what can you do? Right. Uh, well, I, I I can tell you what you shouldn't do, but... <laughs> yeah, it's been That's a rough no. week, I guess. It's been a rough couple weeks. Oh. It, it's been a rough year before that, I guess, so we're kind of getting... Yeah. I wouldn't say we're getting used to it, because this last two weeks have been pretty nasty, but... Uh, it doesn't seem to be getting any better for anybody here in America. I don't know about Norway. It doesn't seem to be get, getting any better. And it seems like Europe is even getting worse as far as COVID and everything. So, Yeah. And, uh, uh, okay, so this is kind of a fun thing. I have never been uh, to the place where I am right now. Uh, so uh, before I... Uh, I was at the emergency um, suicidal watch thing, and now I have been moved to another part of the hospital. I I was moved even in a taxi for a ten minute ride. <laughs> that was the most stupid thing I have ever seen in my entire life. But ten minutes me. is pretty far away. It's not like it's yeah. around the corner or anything. Sure, sure, but like, why couldn't they like have a take? Like, if if I if if I was the, the director of uh, that hospital, I wouldn't waste a uh, taxi. I would maybe ask one of my employers to drive me to the place I was to, supposed to be. But I I guess maybe there there's rules against that. So. Right? Who knows? Or they didn't have a car or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever do I know? Yeah, so, okay, back to COVID. 
So uh, the thing is, like, the rules here are, like, super duper uh, shitty. So you would think in a mental hospital, um, uh, you would think you could have a lot of, like, social contact and things like that. So uh, not only are you forbidden to, like, be outside more, more than two people at the time at the same like place so okay. there's a there there's kind of a back uh, 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 garden area that is fenced and you can't be uh, more than two people there so that's one thing but the other thing is like you 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 can't uh, eat together so you have to eat inside your room uh, every meal is like delivered to you like a hotel. I don't mind that. I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I hate eating around other people, but you know how I feel about like ASMR yeah. and hearing people chew. Yeah. I I can't stand it. So <laughs> I I know that. Yeah, and and everyone is wearing masks, and we are asked to wear masks if we go outside of our room and things like that. And there's like a, there's three stations where. It, uh, a wooden like uh, a, a bird box uh, uh, on it, uh, but instead of the bird box, there's like uh, uh, a thing you put your hands under, and there comes alcohol out, out, out of it, like an alcohol dispenser. Do you understand what I mean? Like a there's no rubbing you, Sorry, did, did you? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like alcohol you drink, and I was like, "Why is there no, 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 no. alcohol in no. a bird feeder <laughs> at a hospital?" I don't. This doesn't make any sense. I meant for you. I was like, I don't think that's a hospital. I think you're in a biza. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, rubbing alcohol was what I meant. <laughs> So yeah, so there's a very like strange, strange like like you have to follow a lot of rules, but yeah, it's nice. I I, I guess. I mean, it could be worse. Uh, you could be getting and, arrested. Uh, yeah. Right. I I could be arrested. Yeah. Uh, for breaking into the U.S. Capitol, maybe. Like or, these 170 like plus individuals that are getting charged, apparently, is what we're seeing. It could be more yeah. by now, but this is the article we're reading. Uh, the U.S. Justice Department has opened criminal investigations into more than 170 individuals involved in U.S. Capitol riots uh, by Donald Trump supporters, and investigators are working towards charging people with assault and seditious conspiracy, the top federal prosecutor said on Tuesday. Uh, I think the scope and scale of this investigation and these cases are really unprecedented, not only for the FBI history, but probably DOJ history as well. Yeah, I talked to someone that listened to our podcast last week and said it was the most hectic podcast they had ever listened to. I promise you, it wasn't as hectic as we felt it. <laughs> Right, like we're we're covering the main topic and continuously just like refreshing Twitter and the news sites as we're doing like multi uh, we're multi we were multi multitasking last week like usually we're multitasking but we were multi multitasking last week. Yeah, no, last week was a riot. Uh, see what I did there. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, 
I think it's. I, I saw this uh, uh, FBI list. Or it was like pictures of people that we saw that day. Of like, we are looking for this person. Oh, they have been arrested. <laughs> oh, we're looking for that person. Oh, they have been arrested. Uh, the House of Representatives voted Wednesday to impeach uh, Donald Trump on charges of inciting an insurrection, of incitement of insurrection for his role in the January 6th seize of the Capitol building by his protesters. Uh, before Wednesday, no president had ever been impeached twice. The impeachment article was passed by 232 to 197. Ten Republicans joined Democrats uh, in the chamber yeah. to vote against, to vote for it. Under the Constitution, the next step will be a trial in the Senate, which could result in Trump's removal from office. Uh, but with just a week left in the term, week left in the term, the issue seems to be moot. Although it's not certain uh, if they'll go forward with it. So if he does get impeached, it's going to be after he actually leaves office, is the point. Right. And uh, that means if he gets convicted, that he can't run as president again. So that's also a very good I've heard that, but then I've also heard that is kind of interpretable in the Constitution. So I'm not sure if that is a okay. hundred... Like, it's... An, it, it's it's debatable to some people. I, I've heard a lot of oh. people say that that's really? true, but then I've also heard it's debatable in, like, the wording of how it's worded, whether he could or could not, I guess. I don't know. I'd have to... I'm not a uh, constitutional scholar. You know what I mean? Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you did. Where? <laughs> right. I think the more important thing here is, like, setting a precedent of, like, uh, in the future... If a president yeah. goes out and says, hey, uh, go uh, take over the state house of this specific state because I don't like what the state is doing currently. And then yeah. his supporters go and uh, do this exact same thing at a state house instead of it being the federal capital. Uh, yeah. And this sets a precedent that, oh, well, Donald Trump didn't get impeached. So why should we impeach this other person that did a lesser crime because it's a state capital instead of a federal capital, right? So the precedent yeah. is more important, I think, here than anything, um, just because this is so out of the norm. Yeah, I really, really hope he gets convicted for this. I mean, I, it's a, I have never seen someone as guilty as him in a crime. As this, I, mean, I think he, he uh, yeah. could have had more of a case if he hadn't have come out with the video <laughs> that we did at the very end of the show last week. Yeah. If you want to go back and listen yeah. to our show last week. The very last thing we covered yeah. was his video that he put out on Twitter. Uh, yeah. And he said, uh, uh, you know, these are good. Uh, what did he say about them? Uh, there's fine people. You're fine people. And we'll continue on. Yeah. This isn't the end of yeah. our movement, basically saying he wasn't if he had come out like right then or even before then and said hey stop stop what you're doing i don't want this stop doing this whatever he could have a case but he didn't do that so there's no case for him to say i was trying as hard as i can could to stop it even though i accidentally may have incited it well that could be a defense right but he didn't try yeah. to stop it so his incitement stands in my opinion Hey, can you find that uh, video on Twitter again? Uh, uh, let me look real quick. Oh, oh, I can't because look, uh, Twitter has permanently what? banned Donald Trump. Uh, oh, 
so I don't think we're going to be able to find that. Twitter Twitter has permanently suspended Donald Trump from the platform, setting the risk of further incitement of violence. The company announced this late Friday. The ban follows the assault on the U.S. Capitol. Uh, Twitter told CBS News that uh, both the POTUS and the White or the at POTUS and at White House accounts will not be suspended at this time, but their use will be limited. It did not specify how it planned to limit these accounts. I, I, uh, because right. at some point, like th- that night when he had gotten canceled or when he got kicked off, mm-hmm. uh, he had uh, tweeted from the at POTUS account. Uh, so they had to kind of like shut it down for a little while, but it sounds like they're going to put it back up. It says here, hours after the announcement, President Trump appeared to have tweeted from the POTUS account, saying, "As long as I've been saying, as long as I've been saying." For a long time, sorry, Twitter has gone further and further to banning free speech, and tonight, Twitter employees have coordinated with Democrats and the radical left in removing my account from their platform to silence me, and you, the 75 million great patriots who voted for me, uh, is what the, I guess that would be like his last tweet ever. Yeah, this is going to amaze some Democrats listening. Uh, I don't support removing him from Twitter. I know it's a shock. Yeah, I'm against Trump, but uh, I'm I'm actually against him uh, silencing him. I will explain this in in a way that I think a lot of people understand. Like extremism, extremism. Uh, when you silence extreme people, they never go away. Like, if you look at uh, Alex Jones and Infowars and all the things that that is that kind of, like, era of, like, Twitter and banning him, that didn't create any huge problems for, for Alex Jones himself. It actually helped him getting more popular. And more, uh, he he could say, "Hey, I'm the messiahs of of the radical people because see what the bad leftist people are doing. They are banning me all over the place. Like it helps people in in a strange way. It helps their case if they you get banned from platforms like that. So I think I'm, you could I'm, make a very easy. You could easily make an argument." That the banning of Alex Jones from YouTube and many other f- platforms, basically banned yeah. from the internet, directly yeah. led to the attack on the Capitol because all I these agree. people follow Alex Jones, and when they saw him get banned off the internet, they saw it as an overreach yeah. by the government, which made them yeah. upset with the government, and then they went and attacked yeah. the government. So in that way, you could yeah. draw a direct line between banning Alex Jones off the internet and this attack I on the Capitol. I mean, I he was agree. Alex Jones was even there speaking at the rally. Yeah. So come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I totally agree, and that's uh, that's people that are Democrats that listen to this show will probably find this very weird that two people that are Democrats are saying that we shouldn't ban Republican voices like this, like. The thing with the parlor as well, like it, we'll talk a little about it later. But it, like I feel like there's been this uh, wave, especially lately, of like banning people on the very radical uh, right. And I, I, I 
don't fucking like it, even though they are cray cray people. Like banning seventy thousand accounts linked to QAnon, that is amazingly unsmart. It only creates a, a place for QAnon to say, "Hey, look at those leftists banning us!" <laughs> we look how oppre- look how oppressed we are as a group. And then, yeah. and then what it does is it drives them underground. And instead of them yeah. being out there going, hey, uh, we're queuing on, then they're underground making up all these other conspiracy theories that we never get to hear about. That's mm. what happens. And then what happens is you get a Timothy McVeigh where he he doesn't yeah. tell anybody I'm going. He doesn't go and talk to a bunch of other people online and say, hey, I'm going to go do this. And like there's a whole big group. It's one guy and he goes and blows up a building because he doesn't feel like there's any other way to get it out because uh, like he's like. Fro said, if you drive everybody underground, then they're just going to feel like they have even more of a purpose behind what they're doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. 22nd of uh, June, Norway. A guy that has been underground on the internet goes to shoot children on an island for political reasons. There you go. I had to point out to somebody because there, there was a, I mean, there's a lot of people saying this is directly Trump's fault. They're comparing it to the Civil War and all this stuff. And I had to <sighs> point them to uh, "Behold a Pale Horse Fro," which we both read that book. You remember by right. Bill Cooper? Yes, I do. And I, they were, they're trying, They said nobody had ever heard about these QAnon people until the last year. And I was like, well, we had, because we covered <laughs> QAnon in 2018 on our podcast. If you want, like, you go back to, I think, 130 episode, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In 2018, we covered QAnon. So we'd known about this for a while, and we covered Bill Cooper, Beyond the Pale Horse. So when they said QAnon, uh, QAnon hasn't been around that long, it's the new thing, whatever, I had to explain to this person, like, there was this guy, Bill Cooper, who talked about all the stuff QAnon's talking about in the 90s. Yeah. Right? And he became a martyr for this group. And then Alex Jones, right. which everybody kind of thinks of as like, oh, Alex Jones is the guy who started this whole conspiracy uh, nonsense. Yeah. Alex Jones yeah. stole his whole gimmick from Bill Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Alex Jones is a copy of Bill Cooper. Uh, yeah. And so these ideas have been around for for many more years than I think people think they have been. Uh, it's It didn't start with Trump, I guess is my point. It's been around since the 90s. It's just now these people have Trump as somebody at the at the lead of their group, you know what I mean? And they feel like they can go out and do these things, which some people see as definitely... I mean, this is definitely bad, but put, pushing them underground could also be bad, right? Yeah, and I feel kind of, like, sad when I see leftists media like CNN and like things like that celebrating banning uh, uh, Trump as a victory instead of a problem like that's that's mainly where I I well that's my point of view at least right I, I guess a good way to put it is like if they're if QAnon the QAnon movement is say your enemy and you're standing yeah. out in a field, and your enemy is across the field, and you can see them standing there in this big open field. Would you rather fight them there, or would you rather fight them in the jungle where they're hiding in the bushes? <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. 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 No. That, and and I. I mean. Yeah. 
suspending 70,000 accounts, that is a lot of people being silent and, and getting more radicalized. By being banned because it makes them upset. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, yeah. I, I do have a feeling a lot of these are probably bot accounts and they're not actually real. or sure. like second. Right. Sure. Twitter has suspended more than sure. 70,000 accounts linked to the QAnon movement. QAnon is a conspiracy claiming that Donald Trump is waging a war against a satanic worship... worship see? Oh, Satan-worshipping pedophile uh, group in politics, business, and media. Right. When did we cover QAnon? Uh, oh, yeah. That was 133. Uh, let's see, we covered Bill Cooper episode 180, and then we did Infowars, actually two episode 248, which we did, like, way later than I thought we had done Infowars, but... Yeah, and it was to... I think it was the same week as Alex Jones got banned by YouTube. No, I think this was way after that, but something no. like that, yeah. We, we, we did uh, Infowars, uh... Uh, the episode called Infowars is the Ill Illuminati was uh, the week before. Yeah, but when we uh, did the main topic, Infowars was actually two forty eight, oh, which yeah, was yeah. only like a few episodes. It was only like a few months okay. ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked a lot about Infowars before we did it as a main topic for sure. Oh yeah, oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend going back and listening to the to all those for a few reasons. But we'll talk about that later as well. Uh, supporters of the QAnon conspiracy were involved in the U.S. Congress uh, riots last week. Twitter has deleted the accounts uh, for sharing harmful QAnon-associated content at scale. We've been clear that we will take a strong enforcement action on the behavior that has potential to lead to offline harm. And I guess, I yeah. mean, Twitter doesn't really have a choice in this situation when something like this happens... They're, they go straight into PR mode because they're a company. They don't yeah. really have a choice in in what they're going to do. Well, to a certain degree, I I I agree. I mean, especially in this day and age of cancellation, if if CNN went into Twitter and found seventy thousand QAnon accounts accounts in two months from now, yeah. Yeah, they, that's bad PR for them. They they know that's going to happen if they don't do something like sure. that. Sure, so. sure, sure, sure. I understand that. Yeah, but it's just, yeah. I mean, it, I, it's I, it's more censorship. And when Alex Jones got kicked off the internet, we said this is going to lead to left wing censorship, and it did. Over the last yeah whatever three years, left wing people have been censored online uh, more yeah. and more, uh, as well as right wing people, but I think it's just a general censorship of the internet in general, in a way where uh, governments around the world kind of feel like the internet's get uh, it's lose they're losing control of, of just regular people because of the internet, so they want to censor the internet, is what it feels like to me. Yeah, I, I've talked many times lately, uh, like, I'm, I'm I am surprised that nobody has tried to cancel us, so well, at least like I think they probably I think they've tried to be honest, but they, it, yeah. it it didn't always well, it didn't work out. <laughs> they tried twice yeah. at least that that I think about. Uh, we, know, we know they tried twice, but but uh, they didn't succeed. But <laughs> right. yeah, no. But uh, but uh, yeah, no. I I I I I feel like sometimes I feel like the only sane peop uh, people people. 
left it on in the universe are us because because we are aware of like like this has good and bad sides. Like I I find it appeal, uh, appalling that like uh, uh, Democrats are celebrating this as a good thing. I I don't I don't understand it. I really really don't. But uh, let's talk about something I have never ever used before. A uh, parlor. I well, didn't even really know n- this was. It's a really new yeah. thing. It, it kind of came around when uh, people started getting kicked off of websites, specifically like right-wing people. So Parler popped up as like a sec- an, another place for those people to go because they had been kicked off of other social media, right? And then it ended yeah. up becoming that because all those people were super alt-right-wing people, a lot of the more what uh, famous people that ended up on there. Uh, it ended up becoming a right-wing platform because that's the people that ended up there. You know what I mean? Uh, I think the but, I, 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 I don't know I, anything I, about I, the politics I, of the people who made pl- no. Parler, but I know that the me neither the place the site itself ended up becoming a right-wing platform. It's kind of strange. I have never. I don't think I have heard about it before this week to be honest i heard of it i just okay. never I, i've never had a desire to go there i heard of it from right. leather jacket nut job that's where i'd heard of it before. oh yes of course <laughs> i love how we both call him that <laughs> uh donald trump is addressing the his deplatforming by social media companies monday uh, the president was banned from twitter and facebook over the weekend while apps including Preferred conservative messaging sites, Parler, were removed altogether by tech giants uh, for allowing threats of violence. Uh, so what happened with Amazon on Sunday followed other tech companies in suspending Parler, which bills itself as an unmoderated alternative to Twitter. Uh, all After saying it had found content that incited violence, in a letter to Parler, Amazon said the network was following both Apple and Google and decided it had... A- not acted quickly enough against violent content. So I uh, guess what was happening is Amazon was hosting Parler, like they were using Amazon Web Services to host Parler, right? Uh, so Facebook and uh, Facebook and Twitter gets rid of them, and then uh, Amazon gets rid of their hosting ability, which got rid of the entire website. Right. But as I understand it, some of it is up again. I read that at least Twitter has allowed it up again. No, I mean uh, uh, Apple. Uh, Maybe a different version because it's got to be on a whole different... It's got to be being hosted by a whole different service if it's not being hosted by Amazon anymore. So maybe... I think that was their problem was they were trying to find a new place to host the site. Okay. That's what I had read, but maybe you read something newer than me. Yeah, no. Who knows? Yeah, no, I think this is dangerous. I think this is very dangerous. Like, taking a whole website and, like, closing it down, it's, like, just because it has conservative views. I mean, what they're saying is it's because of violent... uh, inciting violence, which... Uh, has been sure. pointed out in multiple articles that I've read this week that uh, YouTube and Facebook uh, have lo- ha- 
people have done investigations and found that both YouTube and Facebook have much more content, QAnon content that would be considered inciting violence than Parler did. But ne- neither of those companies are getting in trouble or getting shut down. Parler's just getting shut right. down because it's both a very new platform and it doesn't have the power that those other giant companies have, as well as it being only right wing instead of the other ones being a mix. So, right. Imagine that if they closed YouTube, what the fucking riot! <laughs> it would, and, and the thing is, it's such a giant company that it it would take. Yeah. Like, how do you even shut down YouTube? Like, you could shut it down yeah. in one, in one country, maybe, but it would still be sure. up. Yeah. Yeah. But let's like let, let let's pretend they have a headquarter that the only place they have it is in California. <laughs> And that got closed. You know how much riots there would be around the world for closing it. Like people would go banana shit crazy. Oh yeah, I, I'm. When YouTube goes down for like ten minutes, Twitter goes like insane like right away. Yeah, yeah, and then closing it because it's too like radical. Oh gosh. What I'm seeing is anyway, it's looking like. Because of these capital attacks, uh, not only do they kind of want to censor the internet, uh, Joe Biden is suggesting expanding the Patriot Act. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that, because, I really want that. Because we don't have any laws, he says, to uh, combat um, domestic terrorism. But okay. I'm pretty sure we do have a lot of laws. Yeah. To like do that, so I, I don't know why he really wants to to add new laws to uh, some uh, uh, the Patriot Act, which most people want to get rid of to begin with. But sure, I'm one of those people <laughs> that wants to get rid of it. I mean, uh, okay, let's talk about something completely else. Uh, let's talk about Corona because we never talk about that. Second, uh, like new coronavirus. Uh, yeah, people that are in the health industry are a little worried about that. Uh, yeah, the this is kind of a follow-up to stuff we've covered in the past with the mink virus and the South African virus. Another cor- coronavirus vir- variant that shares some of the same mutations as the B117 strain, which is the mink first identified in the UK, has begun spreading rapidly after being first identified in South Africa in mid-December. It has quickly become the predominant variant there, but it has also gained a foothold in other countries, including Brazil, which is experiencing a surge in COVID-19 cases. Uh, the new strain, designated 51YV2, emerged independently from the UK variant, but they both share uh, a few mu- mutations in cl- common, including ones that seem to m- make these variants uh, more infectious. However, there is no right. evidence yet to suggest they cause more uh, severe of a disease. Okay. Right. Because I, I remember the wink, sorry, the mink variant being uh, around 70% more uh, infect- infectious. I wonder how much this is percentage-wise. Well, it says they both share a few mutations, including one that make them more infectious. So I'm assuming, like, similar, because it says they share a few mutations, which also makes me go, uh, they both got mutated... 
they both both must have mutated from the original coronavirus, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or did one mutate off of the other one? Is another question, right? Oh yeah, that's like did the UK variant yeah. mutate and become the South? Like that's an that's an interesting right. question that this kind of this article poses uh, is just like okay, this is where this one started and this is where that one started. How did right. they emerge uh, and then how did they get all over the world as well? So yeah, because I I, I would I would think it uh, I I don't know enough about diseases to say this, but I find it a little. A strange coincidence that they s have the same strain variant of, uh, like, uh, have mutated in the same way. That seems a little weird. I, I would think mu mutation worked more uh, spontaneous than could contain the same thing. I don't know if that's true, of course, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that either. I, I just we can see how t fast it it takes to, for mutations to take effect, and I think the scary part is mm. future mutations off of these other variants, and then what those could entail. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are looking at this and going, "This could be a real problem." Uh, maybe uh, you and me, when this is over, uh, should go to. San Diego. I have heard that uh, they have a park there. Maybe we can look at the monkeys. Maybe we could see the gorillas. I don't think that's probably a good idea because several gorillas at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park have tested positive for coronavirus in what is oh, believed no. to be the first known cases among primates in the U.S. and possibly the world. The park's director, Lisa Peterson, told the Associated Press on Monday that eight gorillas living together at the park are believed to have the virus. Uh, several have been coughing. It appears the infection came from a member of the park's wildlife care team who also tested positive for the virus but was asymptomatic uh, and wore a mask at all times around the gorillas. Uh, the park has been closed to the public since December 6th. So don't worry about getting it from the monkeys, but... Uh, this guy was wearing a mask the whole time, so it must have gotten passed through touch or something like that. Oh, Dance monkey, dance monkey, dance monkey, dance monkey. Yeah. Have you heard that song, by the way? I don't think so. That's a very irritating song. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel sorry for animals like that gets it in cat because like it's definitely our our fault i mean they wouldn't have gotten this without us so if they were out just like sorry. out in the wild yeah 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 um hey uh would you say that m mn is <laughs> that was very hard to say would you say that MSNBC is a left or right uh, leaning news agency? Uh, I mean, probably left leaning. Uh, they're more centrist than they are anything. But nowadays, oh, they're hiring okay. more and more right wing people because, like, they're literally hiring people from Fox to be their news hosts. So they're moving right. right. Would be my. They're centrist, moving right. So, you have a video for us? Uh, yeah, it, this is a 
interesting thing that happened on Morning Joe the other day. Uh, they were talking about socialism, Fro, and it seemed mm-hmm. like a very different discussion than MSNBC was having during the primaries about socialism. So let's go ahead and watch that. In three, two, one. That people with my viewpoint, moderates, the neoliberals that you talk about, that you say so many progressives despise because they've been running the White House. I mean, there are people like me that would make the argument, if we don't push forward these economic reforms, it is American capitalism itself that is endangered. Because I grew up in a white suburban neighborhood in Atlanta, Georgia. My mom and dad, they struggled through the Great Depression, but hey, they had middle-class jobs and they could afford to send us to college and they were bought into the American dream. If it keeps getting worse, there are gonna be fewer and fewer Americans buying into the American dream. So don't we have to do this to save American capitalism from itself? Uh, that's certainly my belief, and, and, and this this tag that moderate Democrats like Barack Obama and Joe Biden have gotten as socialist, this, this socialist crap that Republicans and the right just at every instance, any program that the Democrats propose. Yeah, Democrats never did that to Bernie ridiculous. Sanders. The, the most no, successful no. capitalist free market economies on earth, some of them are the Nordic countries, Finland, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, that are absolutely capitalist and also have these really robust uh, social welfare systems, social democracies that, as they understand, allow their free market capitalism to prosper, allow them to have more billionaires, sorry, Anand, per capita than the United States does. So, yeah, if like like FDR in the 30s, right, he, he was saving American capitalism, this rich guy, and, and welcomed the, the hatred <laughs> of his fellow rich people who so- called him a socialist at the time. And, and by the way, the FDR analogy, I think, is good and a better one, a more hopeful one than the German 1930s analogy, which is that, as Anand said, he immediately or suggested, as Biden should do, he, he, he should deal immediately with the acute crises of, of the pandemic. So did that's exactly what FDR did, right, with the Depression. Wow. Okay. That is something. I, I mean, after this whole pandemic, I think, well, I, I don't think they would have said that when Bernie was running because they didn't want Bernie to no. win, even if no. they did believe it at the time. But now, it's yeah. just funny to see everything turn around to being like what uh, a lot of progressives talked about a year ago. Right. Well, a lot of progressives were saying this is what we need and this is how we need to fix America before the pandemic. Right. And now it took a pandemic for all these uh, uh, centrist neoliberals to come around and go, you know what? I've got a great idea that I just made up. Uh, (laughs) It's called democratic socialism. I don't think you've heard of it, probably, but I just came up with it and it's pretty great. It's a pretty great thing. Joe Biden's going to implement it, and he's the first person to do something like this since FDR, bro, so. Wow. Talk about being wrong. I just think it's uh, uh, retconning history a little bit, also. Yeah. A little? (laughs) Maybe a lot, maybe? Yeah, and then the whole $2,000 thing, which Joe Biden said he wants to do a $2,000 stimulus when he gets in. Now, today, I'm seeing articles saying, oh, I actually don't want to do that. But the whole $2,000 stimulus thing, uh, you know, 
that wasn't Andrew Yang's idea or anything. So yeah, yeah. I remember him saying something about that. Yesterday they said uh, it came out on Twitter. Andrew Yang is going to be running for New York mayor in two years. Good luck. I would love. It should be interesting. I don't know if he'll win, but uh, it's an interesting idea. Oh. I would vote for him. Sure, I would. Yeah, if I lived yeah. in New York. Uh, hey, what is uh, Tron going to tell the truth about this week? Oh, he's going to talk about the enemy, which, uh, like QAnon, as I was talking about before, you can see the enemy from. Hmm. This is Trump with Trump Tells the Truth. What a week, what a week, what a week. Well, 2021 started delivering. It started delivering something good. Yeah, people in Georgia voted. So you got two more senators from the Democratic side from Georgia. Yeah, the first black one from Georgia ever. Why do I mention that? Yes, because that's what happened when you're voting. Yeah. I've been telling this for four or five years now, and, well, I don't know if Americans in the audience listen to me, but they listen to somebody. That woman they listen to is Stacey Abrams. Why don't they give her more power? She can solve everything. Mission on Mars, climate change, yeah, peace in the Middle East. Well, that was a little joke, but this week can be fucking insane. And when I say insane, it looks insane from the rest of the world. Yeah, we are looking at this as a fucking clown show. People dress us like shamans, like uh, military freedom fighters with God, that solves that flag and things like that. They were storming the, the Capitol building in the United States. Well, it sounds funny, but you know what? This shit has been going on for a long time. Yeah, and it will be going on for a long time. If you don't stop morons, if you don't take action against the right-thing fascism, because they always say, like, oh, there are good people on both sides. No, they're not. There are more worse people on one side. In no way, they also like the hardcore left or Muslims in danger. But every killing in Norway, even done by political means for the last 40 years, having by the right wing. The Nazis have killed again and again. They even took a bomb. This year is the 10th year anniversary of the 22nd of July when they blew up a building in Oslo and killed young innocent people on a summer camp outside Oslo. So the right wing have been more and more extreme. So winning in Washington doesn't help anymore. You have to win everywhere, locally, sheriffs, attorneys, judges, everywhere. It doesn't sound like, you can say you're tired of elections and you're tired of this and you're tired of that. Yeah, you know what I'm tired of? People with guns who are not fucking right in their head. People with power who isn't right in their fucking head. We haven't even got through January I don't know. I have a bottle of vodka lying around here, and I'm going to drink that on the 20th. Not to celebrate that I love Biden that much, but I just have to call my nerves to get through that fucking day, or maybe the two or three next days. We are before a pandemic, and we have to deal with this shit on top of it? 
I have never seen this like this. We were finished with this in Europe many, many years ago. Well, they have happened some drawbacks, but Western Europe is still living democracies. United States is like a fucking clown show. This is what happened when people take action movies literally. Yeah, when they believe that the people in those action movies can be them. Too many adult morons in the United States believe that. It's different. When I see a Schwarzenegger movie from the 80s, I see it as humor, something I like to eat popcorn and drink beer to. So too many people in the right United States say, hmm, that could be me. I can be that guy who fight against the government. But also when they fight against the government, it's not the government who's screwing them. It's not the government who's paying their last. It's not the, the government who poisoned their water, poisoned their air. No, it's not. That people, they are on Wall Street. And then they give a shit. And you can just destroy the buildings. You can kill Democrats. But the only thing that's going to happen is the people who are rich are getting richer. And you are only getting poorer. The only thing you have left now is mets and weapons. So, who do you want to fight? The, the powers who are the fucking destroying you? Or make-up fantasy monsters created by morons or psychopaths at Fox News and all our other bullshit, Infowars and so on? You have to choose. Because the real enemy is from within. But it's not hiding. They're doing it in plain sight. This was Tron. Tron tells the truth. Have a splendid weekend. Merci beaucoup, Tron. That's French and means thank you a lot, I think. Maybe. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tron. Uh, as always, uh, Joe Biden inauguration from... Uh, we're going to watch ah. it, part of it on TV, probably, at least. I mean, it's a whole day thing. Sure. I'm seeing that sure. they're not going to allow any people in the mall. That's where Trump... Uh, had his rally uh, last week or whatever. Um, right. But apparently Joe Biden, at the Joe Biden inauguration, they're going to have a halftime show or something? It's what it's looking like, because Lady Gaga and Jennifer yeah. Lopez are going to perform at the inauguration uh, for U.S. President Joe Biden. So looking forward to the halftime mm. show. A bunch of really good commercials. I'm, I'm not hugely into the game, but... Oh, wait, this is not the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Run sports, look. It's not even sports. <laughs> it, it, are you sure? Hey, uh, you remember QB, don't you? I, I, yeah, I do. I remember it. it kind of? It kind yeah. of existed for a minute there in 2020. Haven't you always thought, gosh, darn it, I did not get to see everything that was on QB. I actually have never said that to myself, but. <laughs> why is that? I wonder why. I, I, I've said that many times to myself, he lied. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I can. Because guess what? Look, Roku has bought the library of QB. Do you have Roku? Because I don't. But if I, I did, I guess you could watch Quibi if you wanted to. You could you could watch Quibi on Roku. This is the most 2020-sounding company names ever. Uh, the short-lived... I don't even... 
I don't even know what the Roku is. Well, I kind of know. It's it's, it's a fire st- it's a fire stick, but just like a different right. brand. Yeah, uh, the short-lived okay. streaming service uh, is going to bulk up on a free ad-supported channel. Quibi, uh, the Quick Bites, uh, raised 1.75 billion from investors, including Hollywood players like Disney, Universal, and Viacom. Uh, blah, blah, Quibi blah. launched in April 2020. Uh, Roku has acquired 75 uh, programs with some very big names in them, including Idris Elba, Kevin Hart, Liam Hemsworth, Anna Kendrick, Nicole Richie, and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, that Chrissy Teigen show. You really needed to get your hands on a court show with Chrissy Teigen. (laughs) It was so good. I don't know why that show even existed. It was supposed to be like a joke or whatever, and then that episode with John Legend in it, and it's just like... It was super cringe. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my least favorite shows was the QB show this year, so... Yeah, there was one show I liked on there that was about, like, some guys who clean pools, I remember, but I don't even think you liked that show. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like nothing I would like. (laughs) TV round! I've seen something apt uh, talking about uh, being in a mental hospital. I've seen Surviving Death on Netflix, look. Okay. Uh, if you thought the Goop show with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was bad, or you thought of that, that show where they went and had a, a trip in the jungle was bad from Netflix... Well, this is worse. <laughs> this is this is uh, Netflix uh, trying to blend like some sciency thing and personal stuff, like people talking about what they they have uh, discovered after they died and things like that. It is uh, based on a book. Uh, by Leslie Keed, never ever heard of. But yeah, no, it's personal histories and like uh, things uh, that they have studied uh, about near death experience, reborn, oh. and yes, rebirth and like a supernatural phenomenon um, like like uh, ghosts and things like one of the episodes are are is about ghosts huh. holy fuck this is bad it sounds like it it's all over so, the place it is uh, amazingly bad i think it is on on maybe the island level it is it is definitely the worst thing i have seen so far this year i mean it it, it was almost unwatchable i watched Two episodes because I had to. <laughs> because I'm not to, allowed to say I've only seen one episode and I'm out. I wouldn't have seen the other episode if 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 the qualifications of us we have a rule that we have to see two episodes to to have it on our list of bad shows. So I had to watch the second episode. Of right, you could not this watch is... a second episode. You just can't put it on your list. Like you could just be like, right. I, I don't want to see it. It just we don't count it because like it's considered like not really getting to know the show if you've only seen the first right. episode. Right. Yeah. 
But this is getting a big fat fucking zero look, and I will be very, very, very surprised if this is not on my list of worst shows of the year. It has to be probably because I don't remember it. Uh, sure, right. I, I might have to check that out. I probably won't, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, I just got some TV, another piece of TV news really quick that I think you'll be interested in, Fro. Uh, confirmed uh, Big Brother Australia season 13 date from yes. March. Uh, they haven't given an exact date, but the first season is going to begin in March, so in a couple months. Oh, very, very happy about that. You know, of course, their mm. summer is our winter, and their winter is our summer. That's why it's in March. Yeah. So it actually makes sense as to when, <laughs> why theirs is then. Love Big Brother Australia. I, will, I I didn't like the first few seasons that I saw because it was on a different channel, but this new channel they're yeah. on, it kicks ass now. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it kicks fucking ass. Okay, what have you seen on TV, Luke? Uh, I saw The Masked Dancer from starring, <laughs> what, Ken, Ken Jeong and... Uh, uh-huh. What's her name from American Idol? Uh, who had a pill problem that I can't remember her name right, right now. Uh, yes, sir. She's a host of a reality show again. I don't know. You would think they wouldn't rehire her as a host of a reality show, considering what. If you've ever seen what happened on American Idol, where she was all like super high right on the show, and it was oh, very clear. Yeah. Uh, I guess good for her for getting a job back in this. Except for this show is completely nonsensical. I mean, it's just as nonsensical, honestly, as. <laughs> Uh, the Masked Singer, and any other of these No, shows. it isn't. It, it, it is. You, the one thing I asked uh, what, last week or two weeks ago when you saw it was like, uh, how can they How can they decide who it is? But they do actually tell, like, give you a clip of their voice at some point to go off of. Yes. So it's not but just it's the just, dancing. But it's a sentence, look. It is impossible. Right, and and doing that, it, it makes it makes you go, why is this called the mass dancer? When really all you're deciding off of is this guy one sentence that they're actually speaking. You're not you you're not deciding off the dancing. You're not going, oh, they dance like no. this, so it must be a basketball player. Even though the hosts right. try to do that, and I I mean the thing I hate about these shows is they always try to add in these little clip things where it's like, oh, he likes chocolate cake so that must mean it's this person because i know this celebrity loves chocolate cake and i'm like i don't care if a celebrity likes chocolate cake or if they like freaking uh pie instead if they're they don't like cake they're more of a pie person uh how is that a clue you know what i'm saying (laughs) like every many people like chocolate cake or whatever so those stupid little clues this show is just terrible i give it um what did I give it? I've got it on here somewhere. Oh, a one. I definitely give it a one. Yeah. It's, why is it's Ken? Shit. Why is Ken Jong in every single one of these shows? Is it just I, his uh, his franchise uh, or something? I have no clue. Do you want to hear something funny about the masked uh, singer UK? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you know the lead singer of Aha, right? Uh, I mean, uh, sure. I know the band. I, I don't know the lead singer. Right. Uh, did you know that AHA is Norwegian? Um, no. Okay, and AHA is a Norwegian band. Take on me. Yeah, 
uh, you can blame us. Well, the lead singer is definitely behind one of the masks in uh, the UK version of the mask singer. Okay, what did you see this week? Uh, I saw Mr. Mayor. Uh, I am going to guess that you've seen this as well. I did. Uh, it is with uh, Ted uh, Danson. Uh, I saw this because uh, the last comedy show he was in, I really, really, really loved. Because that was uh, uh, the Deaf show. Uh, why can't I remember what it was called? What are we talking about? Ted Danson? Ted, yeah. Uh, sure. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember. Yes. Uh, this wasn't funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it 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 isn't awful. I mean, it is it, it's definitely not the worst comedy show I have seen in my entire life. I mean, and it, it is plausible, but it, it was a little let down. Uh, the 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 good place, of course, was was what he was in. He plays this mayor uh, that really didn't get in. Uh, to being a mayor, he 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 won the popular vote and now have to more or less decide what he stands for, and that is kind of the comedy concept of the, the show. It kind of works sometimes, but I, I think Ted Danson was very right for the role in the Good Place, but I'm I I'm not sure I believe him, and he doesn't have as many people to play on uh, that are good actors in this. I gave it to four. I don't know what you think. I gave it a four. Uh, I yeah. This show should just be called Millennial Bad. Is what this should be called. <laughs> oh, those, it should be called All oh, Those Crazy Millennials. Is what. Millennials, uh, yeah. And then yeah. oh, and those crazy millennials and Ted Danson. That's what this show should be called. Really, I mean, it's like <laughs> all the jokes are these super boomer jokes that are like the young kids yeah. and their phones. Oh, this guy's yeah. He's got a uh, he's got to get home so he can blog something or you know what I mean. The gr- the one girl is always uh, continuously streaming like everything she does, and that's supposed mm-hmm. to be funny. I guess that's a joke. I sure, I don't know. Funny. Yeah, I gave it a four. I didn't think it was good. I I mean Ted Danson was all right. The cinematography is yeah. awful. Uh, it's put yeah. together horribly. A funny thing about this, it's an exclusive to Peacock, right? Yeah. I saw it on Hulu, so that's pretty exclusive. <laughs> Super exclusive, Hulu. <laughs> really? You saw it on Hulu? I did. I don't know. Yeah, because Hulu has a deal Why? with NBC now, so apparently you can get some Peacock oh. shows on there, I, even though it said when I first saw the commercial for it, exclusive to Peacock. Yeah, yeah, exclusive. That's definitely what I said. Okay, what else have you said? It's the WWE version of exclusive, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else did I see? Oh, The Chase. Uh, Yay, me too. Which is kind of like a new new American game show with uh, Ken Jennings and a few other people from, what, Jeopardy? Uh, yeah. Uh, this, is, this has been super long in the UK, by the way. Okay, this is just the American version. There's a UK version. Yes. Okay, and um, it's got this host who, I don't know where she's from. I've never <laughs> seen her before in my life. Have you? No. Okay. Nope. Yeah, she's just this person who, I 
don't know where they found her, but she's all right, I guess. She's not a terrible host. She's not great either. No. She's not super entertaining. She's very vanilla. Um, she's she's what I would call generic. Exactly. <laughs> vanilla, generic, same yeah. thing. Uh, yes. And that doesn't really help because at least in this episode, we oh. have Ken Jennings, who is less than vanilla. He is like... Is plain ice cream. It's like just ice yeah. and cream. It doesn't even have vanilla in it. That's Ken Jennings. Right. So yeah. how entertaining, like th- those two going off of each other and trying to make jokes is like the most awkward, horrible oh. thing ever. Uh, and then you have the contestants who are obviously scripted and very, yeah, also very awkward because they're stuck in this situation with two very awkward people. Uh, and then, I don't know, the... Some of the trivia, it was kind of like, what is this? Why are you asking this question? Very strange questions. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I gave this um, a 3.5. I was not very impressed. What did you think? I gave it a 3. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I was even less impressed than you. I feel like they wanted Ken Jennings, like, they. there's a lot of talk of, oh, we want Ken Jennings to host Jeopardy, right? Which Jeopardy, they're going to yeah, do, at least yeah. for a while, they're going to do, like, celebrity hosts, was what I heard. Um, right. Like, a bunch of, like, random celebrity hosts. They wanted Ken Jennings to do that, but clearly he has no charisma, so he could never be the host of a show, right? Oh. So they were like, but we still want Ken Jennings to do something, so what's a show we can put him in where he really doesn't have to talk that much? And, right, and this is what that is. Like, all he has to do is answer the question. That's really all he has to do in the show. So, I mean, my socks have more charisma than him. I'm sure he's a smart guy. He's probably great. Oh, yeah. I, I'd probably love to get a beer with him and talk. But on a TV show, sure. he's not. <laughs> that's not what he's made to do as a person. Hey, look. Do you want a reality show? Uh, hosted by the guy that was naked in the hot tub on Netflix, the guy, the Birch guy. Bert Kreshner. Kreshner? One or the other. Right, right. Yes. And one of the people that is a judge is Cody fucking Rhodes. Yeah, I saw this. Do you want a reality show like that? Call, uh, called American Idol? No. Called uh, America Scott? No. Uh, go told called the Gong Show. Oh no, it wasn't called that either. Go Big Show. Is that the worst name for a reality show, or is that the worst sh- name for a reality show? It didn't really make sense. Like if it was. Because the first thing they show in the show is, like, uh, an action sports guy on this giant ramp, and he's, you know, going big. That's like... Yeah. When you're... Like, if you're on a giant ramp and you're skateboarding or on a bike, you're going big. You know what I mean? That's like, okay, that makes sense. But then they have a guy doing, like, uh, sticking plates to his face. How is that going big, exactly? <laughs> Right? It's like they they should have just stuck to, like, action sports people, and then the show yeah, title would actually yeah. kind of make sense. Yeah, yeah. And the point system and all the jokes about uh, Scooby-Doo. What is his name? Not Scooby-Doo. Uh, the rapper. Uh, <laughs> how high he is all the time, and... Alicia Dawson was in in this as well. Snip Dog, Snip Dog. 
Snoop Dogg, Alicia Dawson, and and uh, Cody Rhodes. Like, what the fuck? And the point system of this, like, uh, if they liked it, they have to pull this like ladder. Ladder. It, it makes fucking zero sense. And it is contestants that I have seen on other shows before. It's like uh, right. the girl that did the thing with the rings, uh, no, uh, and and sh- shot uh, with with her feet. She was on an America's Got Talent. Like I've seen people that was on this show on other reality shows. Yeah, me and it's too. Like just yeah, it's just like a fucking like it's. Uh, and, 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 and the, it's not a reality show. It's not a real reality show because, I mean, just no. the, it's very clear by the scoring system, which isn't, there's no actual scoring system. They're like, if you hit this button, this lever, it like puts, puts like a thing and the harder you push the lever, the higher the thing goes up. Like, what is that? How is that a scoring system? It's clear that there's not real. This is not a reality show in the sense that somebody's going to win or lose. It's just a showcase uh, disguised right. as a reality show. And, and the thing is, like, they're supposed to be Corona safe, right? Right. Okay. So the, the audience, is, the audience is all in cars, like away yes. from the stage and everything, right? Right. But we have shots of the audience. And I can say many things about that audience. That audience is not really Corona safe. There's not one fucking single mask. There are a lot of like Trump mega people out there sitting under and like it, it is so overpopulated in this area that is supposed to be Corona safe. It makes absolutely fucking zero sense. At well, all. I'll tell you why it is. Is because those are all actors, bro. They're all hired actors. They're not actual oh, wow. audience members, and they probably work for a company that just uh, employs people who are audience members oh. for TV shows. And they're all probably regularly tested because these people are probably on multiple TV shows. I bet there's a lady in this crowd that's going to be on Ellen tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. Okay. That's how it works. But, like these are because yeah. it's not a real reality show. It's not a real audience either. They're all just hired actors. That I mean, look at the signs in the crowd. It's very clearly not real. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 that's that's kind of my biggest thing. Is like this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be exciting. It is the most boring mess at all. The only thing that I really really liked is Cody Rhodes. And he just seemed like he didn't want to be there the whole time. He was just like, <laughs> yes. there was one point where he's like talking about, uh, oh, I, I, me and my dad came up together in our business, just like you and your dad are coming up together in, as magicians. And it's like the most scripted, yeah. very clearly, they just told him to say that. And he, <laughs> he felt very awkward saying it because he's like, I don't really mean yeah. this, but I'm going to say it about my yeah. dead father, which almost is yeah. offensive when you think about it. Uh, yeah, what did I give? What'd you give this? I gave this a fucking 2.5. And I gave it a 3. So we're pretty close. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think they could fix the show super easy. Just have it be action sports people. Yes. Fixed. Yeah. You know, all different kinds of action sports. It doesn't matter, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see, what else did I see? I saw... And I mean, they were at a good start with the guy on the tricycle and, and, and the bike. 
right. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be only this, and I was very like happy, but no. The thing I is, that guy's from Nitro Circus, and they regularly yeah. do that same stunt on Nitro Circus, like every night. Sure. When they go on but tour. It was cool. Right, it was cool. But it was cool. But it's yeah. it's just like the other things where you were saying like these are people that have been in reality shows multiple times. I've seen these acts multiple yeah. times. It's not like they just found this guy uh, and he just happened to know how to do this stunt. Right. They went to Nitro Circus and said, "Hey, can you guys lend us a guy to do a stunt?" <laughs> right? Um Right. Yeah. Uh I saw The Hustler, which you recommended to me last week. Cool. Uh, I don't know what you liked about the show, but I thought it was, it was interesting in the sense that, like, I liked trying to figure it out who it was, and I kept going back yeah. and forth between the, at least in the first episode, one person yeah. and the other person, and then the uh, the second episode I watched, I kind of nailed the person right away, but the first yeah, episode, yeah. I was kind of in, in between a lady and a guy, that made it yeah. interesting. The problem I had, especially with the first episode, was I started noticing little things. This one lady is like, okay. oh, I, I know the answer to that question because uh, I vacation on the French side of Turks and Caicos. And I'm like, wait, right. if you, you must be pretty well off. Why are you on a game show trying to win money for like $50,000 if you're going on vacation sure. to Turks and Caicos? Uh, and then they do this question about... Uh, Religion. I think it was about uh, Archangel Michael or something like that. Right. And right. every single contestant was like, "Oh, I went to Christian college, so I know the answer to this." And they all yeah, happened yeah. to have gone to Christian college. What is going on there? <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I just like the concept, and I think he's very charming. Uh, 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 the one that has uh, uh, Craig Ferguson, that is the, the main guy. I like him. He's uh, funny, and he's been funny in things in yeah. the past. The thing that's not funny is when he escorts them off the stage and he has to do this stupid thing to, to go through the bookcase. Yeah. yeah. Totally unnecessary that's... and stupid. Almost sure. Flora's Lava level bad exiting of a reality show, uh, if sure. you remember how bad those were. Uh, overall, I gave it a five, right in the middle. I thought it had potential. Yeah. I think the problem is the contestants, they clearly are all just very well-off people. They Fairly well-off, rich uh, people they found at some Christian college, and and they're giving them a chance to win money, when right now maybe you should give a chance to win money people who actually need it. Uh, I have seen a show called Onisente. 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 This is a Brazilian... Science fiction show. Okay. Uh, this is on Netflix. It uh, was made last year. Uh, somewhere they recommended it before they vanished out of my life. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen all of it. Uh, I liked it. It is... It is... Uh, maybe... Uh, held together by the main actress, she's very good. I did not like the ending. I think I thought the ending was very cheap and very uh, how uh, unnecessary. So it is about this uh, girl uh, Nina that is trying to find out how 
uh, her dad died, and we are in future where uh, drones are like uh, uh, detecting uh, crime. So it's a little like Minority Report okay. uh, in the way that uh, this this uh, uh, everybody has this uh, uh, drone again around them, and if they do uh, uh, something illegal, they right away get like uh, police uh, escort and things like that. So nobody can do crime. So when she finds her dad shot. Uh, it's like very like unpolitically like this organization that is called Onisent, uh, uh, that is like the police force that makes those drones. And like like I said, it is a very interesting show up till the last episode. I think the the solution of who it was and why why it was was kind of stupid. So I'm going to give it a 5.5 because of the ending. If if you watch until five <laughs> episodes, I think it would probably maybe even get an eight. But, but because of the ending, it was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> Why did I watch this? <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, besides the news, which I watched a shit ton of the news, obviously, this week, I, you probably did as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't watch anything else, so let's go on to unless you did. No, let's let's talk about the stand episode four, uh, mm-hmm. called the house is the house of the dead. The Boulder Free Zone commu- community looks to solidify their leadership and bolster the community with a, a town hall meeting. Really exciting, but Flag continues to make inroads <laughs> as he plots to destroy the newly form forming society from within. Yeah, no, the 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 meetings in the town is one of the most boring segments of this show. Right. I was so totally uninteresting and so totally unnecessary. Like uh, it it felt so out of place in this show. I don't think it was I just think it it, it was unnecessary how long it was. Like it, yeah. it they cut it up into segments, but it was always a big there there were big chunks of the show right in the middle of these other parts that you actually want to see, and then it's oh, yeah. and then in between these parts that you actually want to see is a freaking uh, meeting, like uh, some kind of congr- congressional meeting or something like that, like city council meeting where in the next yeah. segment you expect them to bring up like oh but should we fix the pothole on Third Street or do we wait? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I don't care about this stuff. I want to. I want you to advance the storyline. I don't. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. But uh, I think the storyline we got was kind of good. I find it kind of irritating that they don't trust us enough to show us that. Uh, well, they they started doing something very strange in this episode uh, where they did because we have have had had back flashes before, but it has never been on the screen that like how long back and things like that and they started doing this uh in this episode i understand why they did it because uh, it could be confused with the storyline that we're following right now but i i it, it got me a little out of the 
the show kind of every time they did it. Uh, was very good ba- backstory though. Uh, we get to know like the e- evil people a little uh, more, and I like that. I mean, the more evil we get in the show, uh, the more happy I am. Uh, so I mean, he's so such a fucking amazing actor. That guy that plays the one evil guy, and I mean, the mimic he has in his face and things like that. Like he he's like he looks insane. <laughs> he he looks like he's evil, and I I, I find it so fitting. Um, but yeah, no, uh, not as good as last time. No. Uh, that's for sure. But. Seven. I'm gonna give it a six point five. I didn't. I yeah. this episode. I mean, the ending was good. Good, but a yeah, good ending good ending sweet. doesn't make a good show. Yeah. You know what I mean? This so, show is definitely meant to be binged. Binge I mean, very yeah. clearly, and yeah. we're not. We're yeah. going into it yeah. episode by episode and judging each episode, which. Yeah. We've found, like, yeah, okay, we're going to be much harsher on it than if you were to sit there and binge it for sure. Oh, definitely. But uh, I also find it kind of funny that it's such a binge show that is given one episode each week. Right. I find that a little strange. So I, I don't agree of how they did it, kind of. I think, well, it's on, it's on their, like, streaming service, so they're putting it out one sure. by, But they expect people in the future to binge it once right. it's all up yeah. on there. Right, exactly. Okay, uh, time for the main topic, Luke. Our most anticipated TV shows and movies of 2021, Luke. This is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, yeah, it's always exciting to see what's coming up. Uh, I thought uh, there would be a little less than there was. There was enough to make a top five in each list for sure. I had a little oh, harder okay. time with TV finding good like good ones that I wanted to watch. Because in my opinion, there was a lot less good TV than there was movies that I wanted to see coming up. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of TV shows, just a lot of bad TV shows in my opinion. Well, I think I may have found one that you don't care two single fucks about for my number five. Okay. It is uh, the official uh, Amazon $1 billion Lord of the Rings TV show. Right. It's my number five. Um, I will tell you a little about it. Uh, it the epic drama is thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's Starbit and the Lord of the Rings, and will take viewers back to an era with great powers were forged, kingdom rose to glory, and fell to ruin. Unlikely heroes were tested, hope uh, hung by the finest thread, and the greatest villain of ev- uh, that ever flowed, the Tolkien pen, threatened to cover the world in darkness. Uh, I am really, really looking forward to this. I mean, uh, uh, I I just hope it doesn't get to be another... Uh, what I am fearing it will be is a new uh, uh, Winter is Coming uh, show. Um but I, I hope it isn't because of the material. I am very hopeful. I mean, I'm a very big Lord of the Rings fan. I love the movies. I think the Hobbit movies are awful. 
but Lord of the Rings movies are one of the best adaptions of movies ever. I just just really, really, really hope it, they don't try to uh, go after Dragon and and become another type of show. And that's why it's my number five. It could probably be a little higher if it. If it if it, if I was not fearing it would be become Game of Thrones. Here on my number five, I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's called uh, Revenge of the Nerd. Supposedly, I heard of that. Supposed to come out last year, but I don't have a huge description on this because there's not a lot about it out there right now. But mm. it's from Jimmy Kimmel, starring YouTube YouTuber Mark Rober. Uh, supposedly it's a hidden camera prank show. So, you know, uh, he's known for like the glitter bomb prank and things like that. So I assume he's going to be setting up kind of, uh, you know, technological pranks. Uh, I don't really exactly know what it's going to be. That's all we know about it right now, but I like Mark Rober. Uh, so that that sounds interesting. I I I kind of want to see it just to see if it is as bad as all the other YouTuber TV shows that have come out in the last like two years, right? Everyone seems to be bad. I mean, just look at Dodgeball Thunderdome, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I I thought of the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Well, this is Revenge when of the Nerd. Said... It's not. It doesn't have an S. Oh. oh. Well, uh, my number four is Clarice. Oh my gosh. Clarice. So is mine. What? So is mine. Really? Yeah, my number four. Yep. That is so funny. Uh, set in 1993, a year after the events of The Silence of the Lambs, the series uh, serves a deep dive into the old told personality story of Clarice Sterling uh, as she returns to the field to pursue serial murders and sexual predators while navigating the high-stakes political world of Washington, D.C. Uh, me and Luke have not seen each other's list, so this is kind of funny that we still we both have this on our number four. Uh, yeah, uh, this is going to be created by what, Alex Kurtzman, uh, produced yeah. by CBS and MGM. Uh, it, yeah, I, I always like the story of Silence of the Lamb and just kind of getting a background story could be interesting or it could ruin everything, but I, I have a feeling it's going to oh, be definitely. okay. Mm, it's my guess. And it's just for the shows that were coming out this year, this looks like one of the better ones for sure. Oh, it has Cal mm-hmm. Penn in it as well. He's kind of funny. So that could be a comedy in, in a, in the horror, the, the comedy in the horror show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. I guess you're number three. Whoa. Cause that was my number four. Yeah, uh, I think I don't think you have this on your list. It's called Midnight Mass. Uh, it's an upcoming supernatural horror show uh, directed by Mike Flanagan. Uh, the series centers around an isolated island community that experienced supernatural events after the arrival of a mysterious priest. Uh Mike uh, uh, Flanagan is maybe most known for the hunting of Kill House. Uh, right. Uh, sadly, he also had 
had the hunting of Bly Manor that I did not like. But uh, this is looking like it's a lot of horror. It has uh, Kate Siegel in it. Uh, I like her. Zach Gilford, Hamish Landliker. Land, Land, Land and yeah, uh, this is my number three. Okay, my number... What am I on? Am I on my number three? Three. I'm on my number three. Yes. Okay, I forgot which order we were going. Uh, the Republic of Sarah. Have you heard about this? I have it on my honorable mention. Okay. Tells a story about what happens when uh, a tranquil... The tranquil Greylock, New Hampshire, is upended when a massive vein of coltan, an incredibly valuable mineral used in technology, is discovered under a town... A uh, state-backed mining company, Linden Industries, swoops in with plans to extract the mineral. Plans that include wiping Greylock off the map with her friends and her family in danger of losing their homes. A rebellious high school teacher, Sarah Cooper, vows to stop the bulldozers. After Sarah and her friends win the vote, a federal drugs judge agrees that Greylock isn't and never was part of the United States. The town becomes a new nation, and now Sarah and her allies must confront an even more daunting task, building a country from scratch. I'm really looking forward to this. Created by Jeffrey Paul King. Uh, let's see, what, does it have anybody you would have heard in it? Not really. Forrest Goodluck, uh, Mitch, Luke Mitchell, Stella Baker. Uh, my number two is an Apple Plus uh, show. I would not have had this on my list if it wasn't for... That is, it is Foundation, uh, and that is a sci-fi series that is based on the book series of the same name by Isaac uh, Asimov, uh, and it is my... Second favorite book series of all time. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> hello, had to have it on my list. Uh, it is uh, Foundation Chronicles, a thousand year saga of the Foundation, a band uh, of exiles who discovers uh, the only one, uh, way to save the galaxy empire from destruction is to defy it. It is, like I said, uh, one of my favorite science... Well, it is my favorite science fiction novel uh, show uh, series of all time. Uh, the only thing that kept it from being my number one is that I have something that is better, and also that it is produced for Apple+. Plus. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, my number two, right? Yeah. My number two, I'm going to go... Uh, what is it called? The Man Who Fell to Earth. Uh, yeah. CBS All Access, uh, developed also by a Alex Kurtzman. This is the second mm -hmm. one of his shows on my top five, which is interesting. The series will be a reimagined of a Tevis novel following an alien who arrives to Earth at the turning point of human evolution and must confront his own past to determine the future of mankind by introducing new technology that will help evolve mankind while also dealing with the consequences. Yeah, I have it on my honorable mention list. It uh, looks interesting. Very interesting, yeah. It's kind of got that ancient alien idea of, like, the aliens came down and, like, you know, uh, genetically modified yeah. humans or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Scientology. <laughs> kind of similar, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Hey, look, do you know my uh, favorite fantasy uh, TV, uh, book series of all time? No. Have I ever told you that? Well, it is The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. Uh, I mean, I can't think of another uh, novel series that has meant more to me in my life than Robert Jordan's novel series. It is a... It's Tolkien, but I'm going to curse now. It's Tolkien, but better. <laughs> well, guess what? Uh, they are making a TV show of this. It is set to premiere on Prime Video. Uh, uh, it is produced by Sony Pictures Televisions and Amazon Studios. Uh, starring... For example, Rossman Pike. I love Rossman Pike. Marcus Robsford is in this. Daniel Henney, Medline Midden, Barney Harris, Zoe Robbins, Marcus, yeah, Joshua Strawowski. Uh, the Wheel of Time follows uh, Moraine uh, Dormard, a member of the powerful all-woman organization of Chandlers called Us as a Sedai. Who takes a, a group of uh, young five young people from their home village following the attack of the force of the dark one, an evil who seeks to destroy uh, the existence. Among these five, she believes that one of them will be the reincarnation of the dragon, an ancient hero and powerful chandler who is uh, uh, prophesized either to save or destroy the world. I can't fucking wait. Is this called <laughs> Wheel of Time? Okay. Uh am, um my number 1 then? Yeah. My number 1 I'm going to go Debris is an upcoming science fiction novel or science fiction TV show, sorry. The series follows two agents from two different continents with two different mindsets who must work together as a team when wreckage from a destroyed alien spacecraft has mis has mysterious effects on humankind. Uh, created by J.H. Wyman. Um, let's see, who's this starring? R Ryan Steele, Jonathan Tucker. Okay. Sounds like oh. an interesting concept, though. Yeah. I have some honorable mentions. Uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. I only have a couple. Uh, Resident Alien. Uh, Pachinko. Young Rock. Did you see this was? Co it's a it's a sitcom about no. the young, a young The Rock, <laughs> like Dwayne okay. Johnson, like a young Dwayne Johnson. Uh, the Dropout. And why the Last Man was the only one I, I had. Okay, uh, The Nevers, Inventing uh, Anna, Station Eleven, The White Lotus, uh, The Fall of House Maxwell, about uh, uh, GC Max, uh, and uh, the reboot of my favorite show, one of my favorite shows of all time, Gossip Girl. Because that really <laughs> okay. is a reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking I mean, of reboots, we didn't have that in a TV news, but they're rebooting Sex and the City. I, I know. I don't know. I, I had that easy? in. I had that on the mm. thing, and I forgot to put it in the run sheet. 
Yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. It seems really. It, it seems like it's going to end up uh, how we felt about uh, um, other shows that have rebooted. They reboot, yeah. and then it's like it's so out of date. The concept. It feels like that show is so out of date as a concept in 2021, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gossip Girl, I can totally understand because it's very easy show to re- reboot. It's just like, oh, let's uh, have teenagers fighting and gossiping about each other. I mean, that is more or less Gossip Girl. So I can I can understand that. Hey, let's go to movies. Look, are you ready? Sure. Who's going first? You start. I start. Yes, okay. Start. I'm going to go with one that you've got to be the most excited for. I'm sure this is probably your number one, and not my, mm-hmm. which is my number five. But Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. the movie, right? Oh yeah, it's definitely my number one. So we I'll should just. Dare you steal? I stole it right I'll right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, created by Lauren Bouchard, uh, this the fan yeah. the film will scratch every itch the fan of Bob the Bob's Burger show has ever had while also appealing to new audiences, hopefully is what we're seeing. So if you've seen Bob's Burgers, it's just the Bob's Burgers movie. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be about, but of course it's starring all the people who are in Bob's Burgers, Eugene Merman, John Benjamin, uh, all those people. I so care. Um, my number five is uh, the Matrix 4 look. Uh, I am optimistically interested in the matrix 4 i don't don't, here here's the thing i don't think keanu reeves would say yes to it which if it wasn't better than two and three like two and three is awful 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 movies so i i kind of hope that it, it is better than two and three uh so yeah the matrix 4 do I have to explain what it is about? It is a science fiction action movie. If you haven't seen the original Matrix, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, that, I did. I no. I'm not really interested in seeing it, and I think it's just because the last, specifically the third one, was so bad. It's kind of like, oh. eh, why would <laughs> I? You know, it's kind of, eh, eh, not really interested. Um. I saw, oh, number four, right. Infinite is an upcoming sci-fi science fiction action film with Mark Wally Wahlberg in it. Uh, (laughs) Evan McCauley is a man discovering that his hallucinations are actually visions from a past life. Okay. Oh, past lives, multiple lives, not life. Uh, It it sounds interesting. Directed by Anton Faruka? Uh, starring, like I said, Mark Wahlberg, Dylan O'Brien, Sophia Cookson. Nice. My number four is Nightmare Alley. It is an upcoming American psychological thriller directed by Gilmero Del Toro. It also has screenplay by Del Toro. Um... And it's based on a very good book uh, starring Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, William Defoe, Tony Collette, Ron Perlman, Ronnie Mara. Uh, yeah. And an ab- ambitious Carney 
with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words, hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. So this is my number for four. Okay, my number, what, three? Yes? Yes. I always lose track of where we are. Uh, the Tomorrow War, and it's an American military sci-fi action directed by Chris McKay. The fate of a futuristic war rests upon one man's ability to confront the ghosts of his past. Humanity is losing to an alien invasion, so to fight back, scientists develop a way to draft soldiers from the past. Uh, like I said, directed by Chris McKay, starring Chris Pratt, uh, Betty Gilpin, Chris Powers, J.K. Simmons. Cool. My number three, Luke, is people just doing nothing big in Japan. Okay. <laughs> you like pe people just doing nothing, don't you? Uh, probably haven't seen it, I don't think. It's an, uh, it's a, a UK TV show. It's very good. It sounds uh, familiar, but, yeah. but I can't place it. Uh, sure. But this is an upcoming comedy film directed by Jake Coe, serving uh, uh, as a connotation of the television series People Just Doing Nothing. If you have never seen People Just Doing Nothing, please do. It's very, very good. Uh, following a period of quiet, the corrupt FM crew traveled to Japan when they discovered that one of their tracks had been used on a popular game show. This is made by BBC Films, BBC Comedy, and yeah, I can't fucking wait. Uh, people just doing nothing is maybe one of my favorite UK shows of all time, so. Cool. Uh, Bios, my number two. Is a science mm -hmm. fiction drama starring Tom Hanks, written by Craig Luck and Ivan Powell. Oh, Ivor Powell, an alien inventor, the last man on Earth, builds an android to keep him and his dog company as they go on a journey across the country. Uh, starring Tom Hanks, Caleb Laundry Jones, Skeet Ulrich is in this. Okay. Wow. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Right. <laughs> okay, my number uh, two, the only recurring movie I still have on my list from last year. Uh, it is Dune. I can't uh, say how much I'm looking forward to this film, directed by Denise Villeneuve. I am a little surprised by myself that I uh, I didn't have it as my number one, but uh, then I found out something else was coming out. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, it was scheduled to be released uh, in October last year, and now it's no December last year, and now it's uh, uh, scheduled to be uh, released in October, October first, actually. So yeah. I mean, uh, I've talked a lot about how much I fucking love the uh, book. So, yeah, it had to be my number two. Okay, my number one, Nobody. This is an action thriller by ooh, Lil Lial Nashuler. Okay? Uh, sure. Hutch Man Mansell is a mild-mannered 
family man who su suffers from PTSD. One night when his when two thieves break into his suburban home, he declines to defend himself or his family, <coughs> thinking this will cause a traumatic experience. When his neighbor gets attacked by the same two thieves, Hutch springs into action and murders the two thieves, helping his neighbor. Whoa. However, Manzel and his family are targeted by a vengeful Russian drug lord who threatens to retaliate wow. against them. Uh, starring Bob Odenkirk, uh, Connie Nielsen, oh. the RZA, and Christopher Lloyd. Holy shit, this sounds interesting. Yeah, oh yeah. And I love Bob o Odenkirk. He's basically the main character yeah. that they're talking about, Hutch, in this uh, looks very interesting, very cool, uh, and overall, my number one of the most anticipated, at least right now, from the movies we can see that are coming out of the year. Well, my number one <laughs> is Untitled Paul Thomas Anderson Project, or <laughs> Soggy Bottom. Mm-hmm, I saw this. Uh, Soggy Bottom is an upcoming, uh... A drama film directed uh, and written by Paul Thomas Anderson. For people that don't know me, Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite director of all time. There. Uh, it, despite uh, uh, a high school student who becomes uh, famous child actors in the 1970s, portrayed by Cooper Hoffman. It also stars Bradley Cooper, Alana Haim, and Benny Saldi. Uh, but yeah, it is supposed to come out uh, this year. So, Paul Thomas Anderson, my favorite director of all time, of course, had to be my number one. <coughs> okay, honorable mentions. I got a bunch here. Uh, Quiet Place to Parth, of course. Uh, Death on the Nile. Uh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is a sequel. Uh, Jackass 4. Yeah, I had that one. Old? Uh, the Forever Purge. A new Purge movie. Mm -hmm. I, I had that one. I'm kind of hesitant because the last one was not very good, but... Yeah. Uh, the Asset? <laughs> I will still watch it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll definitely watch it. I just have yeah. my reservations. Yes. Uh, Uncharted. Free Guy. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Minions, The Rise of Gru. That was my last one, by the way. Uh, did I already say The Asset? I think I did. So yeah, that was my last one as well. Yeah. I mean, I, we will always watch the Perch movies. I mean, we've seen the TV shows and all the movies. Right. I agree. That if the they come out with a new season is. of the TV show, I don't know if I would watch it, to be honest. Eh. The last season and, was really bad. Uh, the last season was not good. I will say that. I will agree with uh, What are we doing now? Uh, we're doing plugs. Plug email anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. That's anotherdigitalcitizen, all one word, at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us for interview or uh, if you have any kind of book or podcast you want to promote, or if you have any questions about something we say on the show, email us there. You can also check out what's going on with us at Twitter, at PodcastADC, at PodcastADC. We also have a Facebook page, Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. Cool. Anything new? Mm, not that I've seen, uh, but I could... I, yeah, no. 
Jeremy thinks we should record faster, but that's another topic. <laughs> we didn't really have an option this week. Right. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, what are you going like, to... Uh, we could have tried yeah. to, like, record really crappy version, maybe, but, I, like, on your phone, that would have been... Or my phone, that would have been the only way to do it, and it would have been terrible audio quality. Yeah. Luke called me from the gas station yesterday, and I was like, I could hear it in his audio quality that he wasn't home. Right, exactly. <laughs> very, very easy. Uh, hey, um, Netflix has made a promise that at least one new movie will release every week this year. That is what one heck of a promise. I feel like they are like almost did that last year already. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Um, I feel like I could go to Netflix on Friday and find a new movie every week last year. I mean, it felt that way. It probably wasn't actually true, but um, I, I this is a cool idea. It's just quality over quantity is sometimes better, right? Like, okay, yeah. you're going to put out 70 movies, or one movie a week, so 52 movies. Uh, are they going to be good movies or are they going to be bad movies, right? Right. You know, I I agree. It is uh, probably it wouldn't be so smart, but but I, I I don't mind this. I mean, more more for me to watch. So right, maybe they I'm are all good. I don't know. Them. I'm just saying, like yeah. generally, when you're just trying to put up, push out content and not worried about like if it's good or bad, most of it's probably going to be bad. Mm -hmm. But for us, we do a podcast about bad movies, so that works out great. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Uh, have you seen the movie this week? I did. I saw thirty minutes or less from on Netflix. Okay. Actually, strangely enough, can I guess? Can I can I guess that it was in thirty minutes or less? It was not. It was longer. It was an hour and a half of movie. So it lied. That, that, False that, advertising. It lied. It lied to you. <laughs> uh, okay. What is? It's about a, uh, it's about a pizza guy, a pizza okay. delivery boy played by Jesse Eisenberg, uh, and he's mm -hmm. kind of down on his luck already, and he goes to deliver pizza to these two guys, and the one guy, his father's really rich, and he wants to uh, kill him and get the like get the inheritance, but to kill him he needs to hire a hitman, and the hitman. Uh, it costs a hundred thousand dollars, and instead of robbing a bank themselves, they put a bomb on Jesse Eisenberg and force him to rob the bank. Uh, it also has Nick okay. Swartzen, Aziz Ansari, Danny McBride in it. Um, overall, it was a pretty good movie. I mean, comedy-wise, very funny. Action-wise, uh, very good. Some of it's a little cheesy, maybe, but uh, it's. It's meant to be just a feel-good comedy, not like a... It's not supposed to be something serious. So overall, I'm going to give it like a 7.5. Okay. I'd recommend it to you. You'll enjoy it. Cool. Uh, I'll probably watch it. Uh, I saw a movie directed by Doug Lehman with Anne Hathaway and... Shiswell Ayafior? Is that how you say his last name? I have no idea who you're talking about, so... Uh, it's called Lockdown, and it is a romantic 
comedy heist movie. Okay. It's um, it's a uh, Ocean's Eleven with two people under Corona. <laughs> with two so people, it, okay. It, yes. So it, it it follows a couple that is uh, uh, kind of breaking up. Okay. All right. So uh, it is under Corona times, and uh, they have been like they are locked together, and they don't really like each other anymore. Uh, so what do they do then? Do oh, of course they plan a jewelry heist <laughs> because that's what you do when you're sure. locked. Okay. Locked together. Yes. Um, <laughs> it is. I very much liked it. It has gotten a very bad, well, mixed reviews, I should say. Bad is kind of. Uh, it has an approval rating of 47% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes uh, and it has an average of 510 uh, according to Metacritic, it has a 47. Uh, I think IMDb had it even lower, 3.9. So very low scores. Uh, ben Stiller is also in it, by the way, and Mandy uh, Kaling. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I, I I thought it was cute and funny. I I... I was in a bad mood when I watched it, and it made me smile. So, uh, I mean, maybe it's because I'm in a mental hospital. <laughs> I, I liked it, but yeah, I'm 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 actually going to give it a pretty high score. I will give it a seven point five. Yeah, sometimes you're feeling good, sometimes you're feeling down, and that can affect how you rate your movie. Sometimes, I mean, depending. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that was movies we saw this week. There's another movie that came out this week. Apparently, I don't know if anybody saw it, but there was another movie. It was called Average Joe. Suspects are considered armed and extremely dangerous. Ooh, that camera quality. That's... That is quality. Oh my god. This is a, quali this is a quality production, bro. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure this was filmed with the new RED camera. Oh, you have no fucking clue how much I want to see this movie now. What is going on with oh, the sound? Did they, did they do the audio in like a hallway? Certainly oh my god. Your last office, but it's nice to have you back. Oh, oh the acting in this movie. Against evil. Uh, I can fly. Well, like. <laughs> I think it's time. Oh my god. Was that a pager? Like an old pager from the 80s? Well, I am. If you can find it, I don't know if it actually exists. Oh, holy fuck, I want to see this movie. Who's <laughs> that guy? Oh, this is the worst trailer I have ever seen in my entire life. This, this makes uh, the raccoon 
movie, it looked good. Oh my god. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Because holy shit, this is going to get Oscars. Especially for special effects. Definitely. <laughs> average Joe, a band of superheroes, plus one Average Joe, must band together when they when a previously defeated supervillain returns to seeking vengeance. Director Mark Cantau, uh, starring Timmy Williams, Camden Toy, Jason Sedillo? Oh yeah, I know him. Oh. What has he been in? Uh, and Alyssa Moran. So there you go. Cool. There's absolutely no fucking reviews about this movie. Yeah, I couldn't find a single review anywhere because I don't think anybody has seen this oh. film. Probably, I don't know. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I looked. Tried, I, I tried very, very, very hard. I looked at IMDb. I went to their yeah. Facebook page. I looked at Google. I went to nothing. Fandango. I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Nothing yeah. anywhere. Nobody has seen this film. <laughs> if you see it, if we can exist. find it, we would be the first people to review it. That could be good, right? Oh, I would love to see this. Another great movie that apparently came out this week, Zombie Bro. This is a 2.5 out of 10 on IMDb, just letting you know. A young girl must enlist her juvenile father to help save the town from her biting brother. It's about a little kid who's a zombie. Okay. Yeah, I know what movie I want to see. I want to see Average Joe. That's for fucking sure. It, actually, they both look really bad. I, I don't know. Check out the Zombie Bro trailer if you get a chance, but it, it's pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. And do you know what, Luke? I think I have promised something that I'm actually going to keep for once. We are starting a book club. Uh, I have had time to finish my book, so we will start a new entire book that I have never read, and uh, I will invite uh, the listeners to the podcast to to listen to as well. Uh, So, because I have never read it, I know nothing about it. No, of course. I'm I'm kind of joking. So, uh, I wanted to start uh, talking about Robert Jordan. I wanted to start uh, uh, listening to The Eye of the World again. Uh, That is the first book in uh, the Wheel of Time show. In in the Wheel of Time series. Mm -hmm. uh, Excuse me. Right. and it is called The Eye of the World. That is The Eye of the World. Um, you have approximately uh, a month to read it. I will talk a lot about it in a month. Uh, and then I will probably spoil it. So go and listen to The Eye of the World. That is by Robert Jordan. That is Robert Jordan. And it's very long. It's 27 plus hours. So. You will have a lot of free time if you go to audibletrial.com slash another digital system. Cool. Uh, what are we talking about next week, Luke? Uh, next week we're going to do News of the Week, obviously. Uh, the Stand Episode 5. So pretty much halfway yeah. through this right now. 
uh, another digital review of... Yeah, I, I, I thought it was five, uh, ten sh- episodes, and you think it's nine, so we'll see. Who knows? I mean, once we get yeah. there, we get there. Uh, another digital review of Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. I didn't remember there being a Peter Rabbit 1, but I remember the books, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, do you remember... I, I, I have seen it. It is with uh, that talk show host uh, guy. Uh, Fatty McGee. I don't know. A not funny British guy. Oh, uh, right. His last name starts with James a C. Corden. James Corden. James Corden. Right. Yes. Uh, it was a pretty good movie, actually. Uh, okay. Well, there's a second a sequel that you can look forward to, apparently. And then our main topic, because of everything that's happened over the last week or so, well, I guess, yeah, over the last week... I think it's a good idea to go back and li- like re-listen to some stuff we've covered before, and we're going to talk about Alex Jones, Bill Cooper, and QAnon. Uh, in a, we're kind of going to do it in a way where we're, me and Fran are going to listen back to the main topics that we already covered, and then we're going to kind of go, oh, has have things changed since we talked about that t- main topic, or like did we miss cover covering something, or did we like make a mistake somewhere? It should be interesting. What do you think about doing this, Fro? I, I think this is an interesting thing. It's something we never tried before. Well, that and We've I think right done. now it's timely that, like, everything that's going yeah. on, I think it's a good idea to go back and re, re-litigate, re-look uh, at these things that we've talked about before because they're affecting things so much right now. Definitely. Uh, talking about Jeremy, he has uh, his own perfect uh, little round. It is called the Jeremy round, and it is the round that we're talking about right now, because I'm kind of stalling. Have you seen anything, or do you want to talk about something that you have seen, or whatever? Uh, well, Elon Musk became the richest person in the world. He, like, took overtake took Jeff Bezos this week to become the richest person in the world. Bezos was really, really, like, way richer than everybody else, and then he got a divorce, and his wife took half his money, so now he's not as rich <laughs> as he used to be. Uh, that's such a good uh, excuse not to get married. Well, I mean, he would be, like, right now, especially after coronavirus, he would be so way up there, way above everybody else, if that wouldn't have happened, but... Yeah, when I mean, I I know divorce is expensive in America. Here in Norway, it's happily very not expensive. I don't think he's uh, too th- too worried about it. Yeah. I think he's doing all right. I don't think he's like hurting to pay pay or anything. So, <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that much, or I haven't kept in date. I'm been kind of locked in so i don't really have that much to talk about so go check out that article i just sent you in the in the chat oh right there uh eu uh the pharma-based agency scientific opinion on wednesday of the european union says uh european union the European Union's Food Safety Agency, I don't know why I can't say it, say worms are safe to eat now, Fro. Oh, yeah. Mm. Researchers say the worms are either eaten whole or in powder form as a protein-rich snack. 
Allergic reactions may occur depending on the type of feed given to the bugs, uh, but overall Ooh. the panel has concluded that the food is safe under the proposed use and use levels. Thus, the European has now thrown its weight behind worms, much the same way the United Nations has. The UN Food and Agricultural Organization in 2013 also championed edible bugs as a low-fat, high-protein food. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't... If, they're uh, like, if they were powdered and put in like a protein smoothie... I can see it. I, you know, yeah. you wouldn't even taste them. You wouldn't even know they were there. I don't know. Just like eating them straight up, how they have like the picture here doesn't look very appealing. But I don't. Know. I if they was in a like a if I went to Jamba Juice and they gave me a worm protein powder in my drink, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd care. Really? No, the powder. I don't think I. I don't think you would even taste it in like a fruity smoothie. No, it would just disappear. Uh, All it would be is just protein. Sounds, it's like just a protein powder at that point. Sounds disgusting. Ugh. I mean, it sounds disgusting, but I bet it isn't. I guess is my point. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I like I said, I don't really have anything to talk about because, like I said, I did you see Critical kind of... review the H three H three ass candle? No. Okay, I'll send you that video afterwards. He H uh, three sent him one of their smells like my ass candles and he did a okay. review of it yesterday it's pretty funny oh yeah okay let's uh, well i saw the newest uh, episode of frenemies that was kind of strange it was a very weird episode of uh, frenemies i just think they they i kind of enjoy the ones where they go in directionless the ones where they're like yeah we're going to plan something out always seem to go to shit but if they just kind yeah. of riff it always seems to work a little better at least to me uh i like this episode i'm not saying that it was bad it was just all over the place right yeah it was for sure <laughs> a little like a podcast i know of uh i think that's everything if you don't have anything else jeez yeah i think that's it i mean we're gonna talk about impeachment next week so keep an eye on that everybody yeah, uh, from the Mental Hospital, my name is Fro. From the U.S., my name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.